Coming up on Philosophy Talk... Is belief in God perfectly rational? As philosophers, we can approach this in a reasonable way. Let's, there are lots of more detailed questions that we might later ask about the nature of that which we want to worship. But the first question would be, is there some ground or underlying reason for this cosmos existing rather than not existing? Is not believing in God irrational? When we say something happened by chance, we're conceding, hey, we don't have any explanation for it at all. Our guest is Philip Clayton from the Claremont Graduate University. I'm offering a philosophical defense of the existence of God from the very Darwinian laws that have led to the evolution of highly complex intelligent systems like ourselves. Believing in God, coming up on Philosophy Talk after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW Loco. Innovative Public Radio for San Francisco. We're continuing conversations that begin at our home at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And they migrate from this oasis, that oasis of the air, that <laughs> oasis of thought, to this oasis of the air, and from the air to the internet via our blog, theblog.philosophytalk.org. And also you can download our uh, podcast of our program at our website. I've already weighed in on our blog, John, so I've gotten this conversation started already. Yeah, Ken, you're a little dubious about how rational people can believe in God, but the arguments for the existence of God are as good as the arguments for induction or, or the value of philosophy or any of the arguments we base our life on. What's your problem? Well, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> They're as good as those arguments. Look, I, I, there are lots of arguments for the existence of God, but I actually don't believe that very many people hold their religious belief on the basis of anything like those arguments. First of all, most of those arguments, not to put too fine a point on it, actually suck. I mean, they <laughs> mostly suck. And the, so if, if they were, people were to believe on that basis, they'd have no basis. But I just don't think that most people believe on that basis. Well, there you go, throwing around technical, philosophical terminology like suck again. But let me uh, make some distinctions here. Uh, the arguments for the existence of God, it seems to me, fall into three groups. One group is the totally as we say in philosophy, a priori arguments, ones that just depend on logic, and that's mainly the ontological argument. God is by definition perfect. If he didn't exist, he wouldn't be perfect, so he must exist. I, I, that <laughs> fascinates philosophers, but I don't think it convinces anybody. Then there's these arguments that are based on big cosmological principles, like the first cause or something like that. Those also intriguing, but I don't know that they, in this day and age they, they convince anyone. They the mind, yeah. I think. But then there's the argument from design. I think that's in a class by itself. People look at the world and they say, could this all just be the result of nothing at all? Doesn't it bespeak of some intelligence for centuries? And, and even after Darwin, I think people are moved by that argument to religious belief. Maybe it's not the most common avenue, but at least for philosophical sorts, it often is in there. Oh, look, I want to give the argument from design its due. I think before Darwin, if you didn't, weren't moved by the argument from design, if you, I don't know if all the way to belief, but if you weren't moved by it, you were just pretending because it, it's a powerful argument. But I think Darwin kind of smashes holes in it, right? But, but still, I, I still don't think, and I don't think most 
most people believe be on the basis of anything like the design argument. I think lots of believers think that they perceive God's presence in the world somehow directly. I had this girlfriend in college. She was a luminously good person. She was a very sincere believer. She did all kinds of good and caring things, and her re- religious belief was a main motivator. Uh, she just thought she felt the presence of God in the world. I think more believers are like that than based on reasoned arguments. I think a lot of believers kind of come at it in a way that philosophers find a bit paradoxical. We we often uh, look at the problem of evil as a reason for not believing in God. Why would he have created such a mess if he were perfect? But it's the evil in the world, in people's lives or great things like the Holocaust, that moves many people to say, I, I just can't live in this world unless I think of all of this evil as having some meaning. So it's an interesting and deep topic. Yeah, I'd like to know more about the uh, basis of religious belief, the real basis. And to help us, our roving philosophical reporter, Polly Stryker, went to church to talk to some sincere believers. She files this report. It's easy to find reasons why people don't believe in God, but try asking people why they do believe in God. I believe in God because of the history of human development, the proof that things are getting better. Yes, we take a step backwards with war, but I've also seen the progress of women and the rise of environmentalism. I see the peace of God that is inside of us, working toward that. I was born believing in God. My parents and my grandparents and everybody before them were Presbyterians and it was part of my upbringing. And then in my adulthood, I, for a while, stopped believing in God because I thought God was too exclusive. And I started studying Buddhism and Native American and many, many other names for God. And I finally realized that God could be a lot more inclusive. It's involving myself with um, talking with what I think is God that brings me happiness. Of course, I don't necessarily even consider myself Christian, but God, yes. I know that there is a force called God. I've seen it operate in my life, and I feel it. Um, I've had several experiences. Once I was lying down, resting, not feeling too good, and this energy touched my head, and it said, God, and I went, oh. (laughs) I think the moment when it became fact for me that I believed in God, there was a point in young adulthood, I was going through a very, very difficult emotional time. I had this conversation in my mind saying, you know, the family doesn't care, my boss doesn't care, my friends don't care. And then all of a sudden, this little voice in my head very quietly said, I care. There have been what I call minor miracles in my life. Um, In 1972, lost my Eurail pass and Chartres. It was a windy, blowing day. I had not very much money. If I lost the URL pass, I'd be in trouble. Anne looked up to the heavens and said, God, please let us find her URL pass. She looks down in the gutter, and there it is. Being able to explain 
is there a God? You have to have faith that there is. And the difference between religion and science is that faith. I'm inspired by nature, or I'm inspired by the love that one person has for another, or the compassion that people share. And so that's what makes God real for me, is seeing it in the everyday things and the small details. I uh, studied physics. Um, the examination of the entire universe and the rules that govern it, more specifically quantum <clears throat> physics, general relativity, special relativity, all of the incredibly beautiful rules that the universe adheres to makes me believe that there is a, uh, a creator. So that's why I believe in God. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Polly Stryker. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.